is. Welcome aboard. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is, of course, your favorite show that's on every day at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. It's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. And, of course, I am half the Scots. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, like I said, we do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, right here on whatever your favorite streaming platform is. Ryan Page checking in, said big winning day yesterday. Thanks for the football picks. You bet, buddy. We uh, had a good day yesterday at football. Today, I'm off to a rocky start, Scott. I had a two-team money line parlay. First game, North Carolina. We'll see you later. Thanks for watching, everybody. At least you have the rest of the day free. You don't have to sweat that late game. So, I think on the bowl game video, we split that one because we both liked the over. Yep, yep. And it got there. No sweat. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, what a! Can you explain that North Carolina team to me? How they just fucking no showed against a, just a really bad uh, South Carolina team. Uh, the way that I see it is that North Carolina. I can't even say they didn't want to be there because it looked like they were trying. I just think their defense was a lot worse than people remembered it being. Yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those absence makes the heart grow fonder situations where you think because it's been so long. Maybe they learned something. Maybe they're not as bad as I remember. And then you realize, oh, that's how they gave up 50-something points several times. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Max Moran checking in. Said Scott saved me from Bama yesterday. It was close, but Tennessee. I think that was the opposite. I saved you from Tennessee. I uh, liked Bama yesterday. No, I think he meant me. You remember, my name is Scott also. But I'm <laughs> saying saved him. From Bama won. They didn't cover. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. They favored by two and a half. They won by five. No, 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 no. That went off at that went off at like five or six, bud. Bama went off as, as five point favorites against Tennessee. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't know. I have yesterday in line, but I, I, mean, they I remember when we did the shows around two and a half. Yeah, Brad Crawford said, uh, "Hopefully today we can uh, go as well." North Carolina sucks. Yes, yeah, so not off the start we we're looking for. Agreed. Agreed. Um, best move I made there was not laying the ten. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, so we got a lot more bowl games. And, of course, we have the big bowl game dump that will be coming It'll be coming up right after our show. Scott and I will be taking a look at all the New Year's Day bowls. And then, Scott, after then, we'll have how many bowl games left? Uh, not many. Two? Just two. We'll have the national championship and, of course, K-State. So uh, let's go Sparty. Um, where are you at on that one, buddy? Uh, I'm going Sparty. I know we disagreed on that one, uh, but when you have a game involving several opt-outs, I'll take the team with a starting quarterback and their offensive coordinator. Still there. How about so it? I'll go with Michigan State. How those opt-outs go for South Carolina today? Uh, they looked pretty good. Yeah, but Bama line to go up to four to four to five. Yep. So I backed off betting. I, I swear I saw six in a close. It might have been right before game time, but I remember on the show it was around two and a half or three. Yeah, and they were. It was uh, tied at halftime. I think it was tied or two points. But Tennessee was winning with like six minutes to go, give or take. Yep. But Bama at home in those in those conference games, you can't underestimate how important home court actually is. Well, let's uh, let's kick it off here. Let's talk about uh, some of the good news and the bad news. Yesterday, there were some winners, and of course, Scott, there were some whiners. That's the way it works. For every winner, there must be a whiner, but. Uh, We'll get the we'll get the bad news out of the way first, and then we'll talk, do nothing but talk about the good stuff as we unveil the one and only. You know it, you love it. It's uh, our favorite segment around here. 
it's called cops. And I, I lied. I think as long as as long as we're winning, bet the farms my favorite segment. <laughs> it's it's the one that's the most fun right now. So um, of course, before we do ca- call the cops, I got to take care of the house cleaning stuff. I'm not used to having a, a big time sponsor here, so apologies for the uh, the uh, premature interruption here. Of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, all that stuff. Rate, review if you listen to us in podcast form. Check out our buddy Chris King and our other pal Jim Williams as they do their show every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time just parlays. And still, they are on fire over there. And of course, talking about our big-time sponsor, it is the one and only Caesars Sportsbook. Running a great promotion right now, my friend. Uh, First-time depositors can uh, make a risk-free bet up to $1,001, win, lose, or draw. It's very, very cool. No risk on your part at all. Perfect way for new bettors. If you haven't checked out the Caesars app or their online site, uh, really get a super deal. So just download the Caesars app or go to the website if you prefer to do that. Old school like yours truly. Put in the promo code Video Winners, and you'll get that opening bet match. Win, lose, or draw up to $1,001. You must uh, put in that video code and, of course, you have to make sure that the offer is valid in your state, and you must be 21 to play. All right, so welcome aboard, Caesars. It's great to have you. Do check that out, guys, if you're a big-time sports better, even a, even a moderate-time sports better. might give you an opportunity to step up in weight class where you normally don't play for that kind of money, but it's risk-free. So what do you got to lose? Nothing. That's the answer. All right, Scott, so as far as call the cops go, it was a uh, not a good day yesterday for uh, for a few people. Let's start off with the Pistons. If you have the Pistons plus eight and a half going up against the Knicks, the Pistons led by seven after the third quarter. That's exactly where you want to be if you're counting at home. That's 15 and a half points you have to play with. You know what you can't have? You can't have being outscored by 16 or more in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what happened as the Pistons went out and put up 14 points. Congratulations. Thanks for the effort, boys. They're outscored 30 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Pistons lose by nine. Congratulations. You got hooked. And it's time to call the cops. And looking at hockey, if you had the Rangers and Panthers under six goals, you had three goals entering the third period. So you're in decent shape. Can I interest you in four goals in the third period alone? Game ended four to three. Not a fun time. Betting under in hockey right now is a uh, tricky proposition, but there was one that hit. And of course, if you had the Oilers Blues over six and a half, you didn't think that was going to be one of those unders because they had six goals with 16 seconds gone in the third period. You just need one more score in the next 1944. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Game landed six. Congratulations if you had the over six and a half. Time for you to pick up your hockey stick and call the caps. And it was an even worse beat because it wasn't five to one or six nothing. It was four to two. So you know a team pulled the goalie with about four minutes to go in the game. Right. Right. Didn't Br- matter. Brutal. Hey, speaking of Canadian hockey, new letter, new uh, new episodes of Letterkenny out. I'm pretty excited about that. You a Letterkenny fan, Scott? I cannot say I'm familiar with his work. Oh, got to watch Letterkenny. It's on Hulu. Definitely check okay. it out. Funniest funniest series like nobody watches, but it's 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 hilarious. So, now, we did talk about the whiners. Let's talk about the winners. And these are the people that were right where you wanted to be. You know who you are. You had those winning tickets locked up early cuz you were sitting in the rocking chair. So, first one was in college football. If you had Oklahoma 
team total over 35 and a half against Oregon. It sounded like a big number. It wasn't. They scored 30 points in the first 30 minutes, finished with 47. Very nice. Very nice. I know that one went uh, went the way we thought. Uh, maybe not quite the blowout. We didn't think it would be quite that much of a blowout, but Oklahoma, pretty good team when they get it all together there, Scott. Not bad. I like Williams. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, looked good last night, didn't he? And if you didn't see that throw, I texted it to you. If you guys didn't see that throw right before halftime, absolute dime. Uh, threw it from the 45 from the their own 45-yard line, hit him in stride right about the 6. Just a beautiful throw on a rope. Just the kind of throw you can't – you just you just sit back and go, yep, that kid's got a future. So uh, if you had Maryland minus 4.5 against Virginia Tech, uh, good, good one there. They led by 14 at halftime, and they didn't piss it away, Scott. In fact, they ended up winning by 44. Virginia Tech absolutely just dialed it in there in the second half. That was a, a nice premium winner to start the day off for my folks. And uh, we will take it sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had college basketball action and you had Air Force and Utah State under 131 and a half, each half had less than 53 points. Game landed at 96. Very nice. Um, well, Scott, you know, we always are, uh, we're a show that likes to be equal. We like to pat ourselves on the back when we get one right, but we're also not going to shy away from things that we get wrong, and uh, we're going to talk about it because we had a game yesterday that both of you and I liked quite a bit. I probably liked it more than you did. Um, William and Mary just been an awful team going up against a pretty good team that had performed very well on the road, and uh, yeah, things didn't uh, things didn't work out all that well. Let's find out why, indeed, Scott. We weren't mad. We were definitely disappointed. So I feel like I stole the thunder there a little bit, but here's the uh, situation. William and Mary was uh, 0-12 against the spread, and they were uh, taking on a Hofstra team that had been playing very well. In fact, had a couple of superb outright victories on the road, one of them coming against uh, Arkansas. They were 15.5-point favorites. You and I had no qualms about laying that number against William and Mary. Not only did William and Mary cover that number... They won the game outright. Congratulations to Bill and Mary picking up their second win of the year, their first cover. Fuck you, Hofstra. You're dead to me for at least a week. Scott, anything you want to say about that? It's a bit ironic that they're the Hofstra pride, and it was anything but a prideful show. Mm, maybe it was definitely not pride week. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. So there was a kind of a, some excitement going on yesterday, and if you were betting in the NBA... You might have been uh, a little bit, uh, you might have been a part of that excitement, Scott. I'm going to let you talk about this. We're going to unveil our gambling hero of the day. Go ahead, my friend. So, you had a late game in the NBA between the Kings and the Mavericks, and Kings forward is actually coming off the bench. The bench. Chemezi Metu hit a game-winning three-point shot at the buzzer with his team trailing by two. Now, that was important because the spread in that game was Kings plus one. So whether you had the money line or the spread, if he missed it, you lost. If he hit it, you win. And he hit it, so you won. It's a beautiful thing. He is the gambling hero of the day. Hopefully some of you guys were on that. Um, 
Alright, so let's uh, catch up with some of the comments here. North Carolina, what a bad team. I see so a lot of comments about bankrolls and trying to maintain longevity when it comes to sports betting. Um, yes, I always agree with that. Um, yep, yep. Um, that's, I think, is that probably the number one problem that people have by betting too, betting too much money? Um, you talk about min, min max and, and so here's what I do. I base it on a percentage of my bankroll, whatever my bankroll uh, happens to be at that particular time. So usually it's going to be somewhere between uh, 1 and 3% of my entire bankroll is what I'm going to be betting per game. Occasionally you'll throw in a big bet on something yep. you'll like, yep. maybe a 5%er, yep. but nothing crazy. Yeah, I would call... I would say I make maybe five to, five to eight to 5% bets over the course of like a college football season or something like that. So mine varies because for, for actual games, I'm probably around the same number for awards and stuff. That's almost a gimme. Mm -hmm. I will actually lay like 20%. Yep. yep. There are some awards where you can just lay it. I mentioned the Arosa Reina AO rookie of the year award thing a couple of months ago. I hammered the hell out of it. Yep. Yep. That was an, that was an easy one. Um, I was on that as well. So that's... You, got, you got to have, you kind of got to have to, you got to pick your shots. Uh, Roland thinks that people sometimes bet 10 to 15. Uh, that's a bit much. We call those, we, we call those people reloaders. Uh, yes, because they're going to bust at some point and reload the account. As you've seen it, you know, we run in streaks, you know, we put our farm together and we've been, and we've been farming really well here for like the last three weeks. But before that, we went through a couple week period where we couldn't we couldn't win a game. We were I don't know what we were like uh, three and seven, two and eight over that stretch. So, you know, if if you're betting ten or fifteen percent and you and you hit a patch like that, you're fucked and you're not around for the good swings. And I'm a I'm the only a, thing I'll say is that whether yeah we're not even just us. If you follow any other professional handicappers that sell picks that do any type of service. If they if they actually disclose what percentage that they're actually going to be betting on each game, it's usually between one and three percent. Mm -hmm. Usually, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely true. Magellan Sports has just put your entire bankroll on each play. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. Hopefully, you start off hot. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, I, that's that's I like I'm but I'm conservative, Scott and. I at various times in my life have played for a lot more money, um, but it, it just all has to do with how much role you've got. I had to uh, I had to tap some of my uh, accounts for uh, COVID last season, and then uh, kind of kept everybody going, help the kids out a little bit. So my unit size is a little less um, than it had been before that. But uh, I agree as far. I hate as assuming the negative in situations, but. When it comes to gambling, you should never bet what you cannot afford to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's, simple it, as that. It sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't heed that advice. So it definitely. And the, the biggest mistake I would think people make is something that you think is a lock. Like that North Carolina game, you look at South Carolina, you look at their opt-out, you look at their seasons, you look at the two teams playing. I thought there was no way that South Carolina would uh, even come within a sniff of picking up that victory. But as you saw, things go things go sideways, man. Uh, defenses don't show up. Uh, they're even worse than you remember. 
and shit happens. And now, you know, where uh, you'd be staring at a very long day instead of just one loss, but with uh, three games left to go. So uh, Ryan says it's been uh, learning extremely hard to hit any more than a 14 parlay. May as well stick to three teamers to single bet. Yeah, we talked a little bit about parlays yesterday. Even, th- even three teamers are pushing it, to be honest. And you don't have to you don't have to be a math wizard to figure out odds on parlays. If you if you start with the premise that any game is a 50-50 chance, uh, if you want to figure your parlay odds in a three-teamer, you go one over two times one over two times one over two. That brings you to one over eight, seven to one should be your true odds. What are you getting on a three-teamer, Scott? Uh, not seven to one. Nope. Getting you're getting six to one. You may even be I was gonna say around six, sometimes five and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're if you're using a guy in the corner, you may be getting five or five and a half. But if you say, well, six to one, that's about the same as seven to one, except that's a fourteen percent. That's a fourteen percent nut right there that you're paying. That's that's fourteen percent juice on a three teamer, and it goes even worse as you as you go up. So do be careful about playing multi. And obviously, it's like talking to somebody about the penny slots, and people say, well, I like to pay the penny slots, and you tell them, well, pay, penny slots have an eighty six percent payout for give or take, while a dollar slot probably has ninety four, ninety five, something like that. Because oh, I'd never play a dollar slot, but let's sit and play a penny slot and put and put three dollars a spin, and they've always got an anecdote when you tell them like, it's not a very good move to play penny slots. They've always got a story about how they hit a jackpot, how they did this, how they did that, and it's just a losing proposition. So that's the same with playing parlays. Over the long term, you may hit a monster, um, but over the long term, it's just not going to be a winning strategy. And you, you Roland says you can't predict upsets. Uh, Sometimes you can. In some capacities, yeah. The point is that the more picks you add into a parlay, the more variance you're obviously going to have. So even though you could be laying minus 500s, minus 700s, throwing a huge money line parlay, all it takes is one. Yep, yep, that's it. You just got to have one game go sideways and, and you're and you're totally screwed, a bad turnover, something like that. So, all right, uh, let's take a look at the game. We've got a fairly big card tonight, Scott. Some games haven't been canceled, so yet, but good start. Mm, what are you looking at in college right now that you like? I know we have a uh, we have a far, uh, farm play a little bit later. Anything in college basketball get your attention? Uh, well, looking at the college basketball card, you had three ranked teams that were supposed to play. All three of them got canceled, so fun times ahead. Uh, looking at some of the underrated matchups on the actual card. There's one game I was fascinated by. I actually didn't pull the trigger on, but I am curious about it. Is Utah Valley against Abilene Christian? And I know that Utah Valley was minus one at home last night. Now they're plus one, so there is a bit of a favorite switch there. But I find the game fascinating because Abilene Christian is nine and two. Utah Valley is nine and three. We know Utah Valley beat BYU earlier this season. But Abilene has been facing off against a bunch of of non-D1 schools. They have four wins against non-D1 teams. So the 92 record seems inflated to me. I like Utah Valley at home because Abilene has not played a road game since the third game of the season. But I was going to ask you, how important is it? I kind It's kind of a rhetorical question because I'm sure we are going to agree on the same point. But when you're going through stats, how important is it to add context because you could see a team that's averaging a bunch of rebounds just to realize they're playing against Mississippi Valley State or playing against some random Carver College, and they record 70 rebounds and everything is completely skewed because of one outlier. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And you and I, we ran across this as we were handicapping our uh, Bet the Farm play. 
and we had some stats and we needed to check our source to make sure that they included just D1 games. And some places do. Some places include all games and you have to be very ESPN careful. ESPN does not. ESPN does not. Does not what? Does not exclude the games against community college, no penitentiary university. Neither does neither does StatFox, and StatFox is one that I use a lot. And they're they're usually a very good site. They're kind of the they use the old scores and odds skins. If you remember scores and odds from about three years ago, uh, where they break down the games individually, um, they're that's this it's the same skin, but they include all the games that have been played, and it's very very misleading because if you look, for example, you look at Abilene Christian. They played a three-pack, Scott, to start the season off at home. They played McMurray, Shriner, and Dallas. Uh, they scored 89-88-108 uh, against those three teams. That is not a fair indicator of how they do. And then they played Howard Payne. Then they played another They played another non-D1 team yeah. and scored 112. Played Howard so. Howard Payne. I don't even I don't know if it's Tom's brother or who. I don't even know who Howard Payne is, but they win that one by 70. So, yeah, probably not a true indicator. But you, you look a little closer... And some of those stats don't uh, match up very well. Now they have played, they have covered Abilene Christian Scott. I will say this: uh, ACU has covered every game they've played. Um, they've played, they've played sixty-one schools, and they have covered the number against every single one of them. So, uh, you know, something, something, something to take a look at. Uh, but Utah Valley State. One of the bigger surprises of the season, playing very good defense, coming off a, uh, a win at Washington. They beat Washington by 16 as five and a half point dogs. That's a solid. That's a solid win. I probably don't love it as much as you as you do here, but I think Utah State. I, I was is just very throwing out food for thought because yeah. a lot of people look at the numbers. I think Abilene's a good team. Of course, they beat Texas last year, so you know that they actually have beaten some teams within the last couple of years. But I do think that people are going to look blindly at the stats, points per game, points allowed per game, stuff like that. And it is important to mention, just as a general rule of thumb, always include context because there's a lot of really bad non-D1 teams. And if you're playing five of them or something around there, your numbers will be inflated. Yep, very good. Ryan Page says, or Zach Vaughn says, when you call it bet the farm, how much is the farm worth? Uh, units or percentage, how, how else do you, do you lay that? I'm going to be honest. I have varying degrees of love for the farm plays. Uh, sometimes, we yeah, don't have, we, same here. sometimes we don't have a great card to choose from, and we're kind of just forced to make a play. Um, I'm, putting, I'm putting 1% or 2% on that. Some of them I absolutely adore and think they're stone-cold locks. Loved the play yesterday from LeBron. And I will give full credit to you, even though it's it's quote unquote my uh, my farms right now, where we alternate back and forth. I was hung up doing behind the scenes technical shit yesterday, and Scott actually found the uh, LeBron uh, rebound stat. And when I finally got to the show, uh, I saw what he'd written and loved it. So that was. Well, I told uh, him straight up, no offense, they didn't want to step on your toes, but we got about ten minutes, and right. I did all the stuff already. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So. Uh, why do you guys think Michigan isn't the favorite in tomorrow's game? Their wins are way more impressive than Georgia. That's a great question because I know you and I did our bowl preview series on all those games yesterday. I think you and I pretty much came down the same place on this one, didn't we? Well, we picked Georgia to win. Yes. We weren't picking Michigan to pull off the upset. I think they're live. I yes. don't think they're going to win the game. But a lot of it is SEC bias. And I feel like people are going to continue to bet the SEC because 
what is, I forgot the thing. It means more. Isn't that the uh, slogan they're going with that they started 0-4 with? It means more? Yes, yes. They finally they finally picked up a win in the most unlikely spot today. That was their first bowl win to South Carolina. Got that one. Uh, James S. wants to know about the Bucks tonight, minus the 9. That's for, first half. What's that? That's oh, first. I'm sorry. First half. half. Oh, I, I was thinking. Oh, you're right. I was thinking. I uh, can't hate that. The thing is, I don't really like backing the favorite in back-to-back matchups, but they faced Orlando three times this season, and they've smacked them in the first half every time. Yep. Because Orlando's not good at basketball. They're missing a bunch of guys, and Milwaukee's fully healthy, and they're really good. So you're not going to get any type of pushback from me. Milwaukee, when they actually try, can beat this Orlando team by 40 anytime they want to. Yep. Uh, quick reminder that uh, Orlando's without Bamba. They're without Cole Anthony. Uh, a bunch of other Anthony's the big one. A bunch of a bunch of other uh, you know role players they're missing as well. Of course, uh, Robin Lopez. I will give a shout out though to Wagner because Wagner was thirty eight when I took the Bucks minus thirteen against them the other night. I was wrong about Wagner. Guy can play. Yeah, I thought he was going to be. Good. I thought he was going to be shit too. I wasn't that impressed when he was at Michigan, but. Well, we saw his last game against UCLA. What do you have? Zero points? You know, like 0 for 8 from the floor, 0 for 9 from the floor. And it's like, this guy's a top 10 pick. What's going on? Yep. And then you actually watch him play. Orlando might have actually not butchered a draft pick for once. Wagner looks really good. Yeah, just a, a quick reminder. The uh, the games this year have had Milwaukee ahead by 27 at halftime, 31 at halftime, or excuse me, 41 at halftime, and 12 at halftime. So... Uh, they have done well first half against Orlando. In fact, even going back to last season, 11-point lead, 19-point lead, and a 9-point lead. So I would say the last six, they are 6-0 and ATS first half. So it's hard It's hard not to like that. Uh, got any thoughts on the Canucks tonight, Scotty? Uh, Canucks are undefeated with the new coach. I backed them as an underdog a couple weeks ago against San Jose. They're, I believe, seven and zero with Boudreaux as the coach. So, I would keep back in Vancouver. I mean, if you're undefeated with a coach and you're getting plus money, I kind of have to like it. It's not like the Kings are a good team. They're 14, 12, and five. They're in currently possession of the third to last spot in the Pacific Division. Vancouver's in second to last place, but we're going by recency, uh, just by recent performances here. Vancouver's undefeated with the new coach. So, give me the plus money. All day, every day. Okay. Um, Roland says he's heard people are on the under in the Bucks game. I don't hate it. I mean, you're you're counting on Orlando to do their job, and I'm not sure I'm not sure they're going to be able to get there. This is a a magic team with seemingly no magic, Scott. And they did put up they did put up one ten um, the last time against Milwaukee. I don't think. Well, the issue that you run into with unders is the fact that. Yeah, Milwaukee's up so many points that they will take their foot off the gas for at least a quarter. Yeah. And you've seen it in every single game. Orlando, I believe in two of the three meetings, scored about 37 points in the fourth quarter. And the last game they played, they scored 30-something in the third quarter when they were already down 20. So Orlando is a team that when Milwaukee's dialed in defensively, they're not going to score. But the question is, is Milwaukee going to be dialed in for the entire 48 minutes when they will probably probably be up 20-something at some point during the game. Seems unlikely. It really does. Uh, somebody was asking about Dixie State playing Tarleton State. Dixie State catching three. I found that line fascinating. It was four and a 
and a half last night. I, I've found some of the line moves weird. I got to I got to be honest with you. Um, I, I really have. Well, I, I understand that move. I was more curious of why Tarleton was favored by four and a half when the actual lines came out. I'm curious how much bias has to do with Tarleton competing with Michigan and Gonzaga about a month ago. But you're going by recent performances. Dixie State's been the better team. So you give me a home team plus money, and they've looked better lately. I was fascinated that they opened up at four and a half. I'm not surprised. Money's come in on Dixie. Dixie, I think, has a good shot to win the game. So I'm definitely not going to lay the points with Tarleton. Yeah, they're looking. They're looking at. I think Tarleton's recent performances, where they had a uh, you know a nice couple of nice wins as dogs. Or, well, they were, they were actually favorites against Air Force, but they win by twenty two as a seven and a half point chalk. Do you agree? It's about bias for who they played in the beginning of the season, how they almost beat Gonzaga. I yeah. got to assume that's part of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what to make of this Dixie State team. They they played two games against Southern Utah so far. First game of the season, and the last game they played. First game of the season, they win by seven. Last game, they win. They lose by twenty eight. So, uh, I, I I don't know what to make of this uh, this Dixie State team as far as... Uh, I'm not surprised money's come in on Dixie. That's my point. No, no, I, I agree with that. Um, I would... That's a tough one for me. I'm I'm probably going to... It's I'm probably tough, gonna, but it's, to, it's points or pass for me. Yeah, it's it's hard. To, it's You've got to really be sure if you're going to take a, uh, a home dog. Um, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a road favorite, you got to really be sure. And default position, I'm probably gonna take the points in the home team there. I see somebody asking about FIU against Old Dominion. Uh, looking at that game, I actually like a total in that one. I like the under, and I know it's a low total. There's been money on the under. I really don't care. Dominion is such a slow paced team. It's really just a good spot for a fifty something, fifty something game. I really don't see many quality offensive possessions in that game. I'm going to have to go ahead and go with the under. Yeah, this FIU team just cannot score the rock at all. Um, hey, speaking and of – Old Dominion is not exactly a great offense either. No, this is just because they, they run so slow, man. Um, by the way, our new our, our new IUPUI, Scott, they came through last night, Eastern Illinois. Uh, they put up 50. I know that game stayed, stayed under the total. I think it landed in the one-teens somewhere about – Maybe 132 was your number. So it went well under the total. So keep your eye on Eastern Illinois. I wouldn't be surprised to see that pop up in some fashion for some of our picks here going forward. Uh, Grand Canyon by a million. Uh, Magellan, we looked at that one. And we talked about that as Bet the Farm. We added it at 22. That's a ton of points, but they're playing a really bad team. Scott, you want to you speak on that one? I would call that... I would have called. I think I will call that like a bronze medal contender for the uh, bet the farm play today. We didn't hate yeah. it. We didn't hate it, but we just we found one that we liked better. Yeah, we decided that at the end we weren't sure if Grand Canyon would be fully engaged for the entire forty minutes because that's the issue when you're laying these huge numbers. The question is, at some point, you know that Grand Canyon is going to be covering. The question is, are going to care enough to actually win this game by thirty? Now, Chicago State's been getting buried by decent competition. They lost to Drake by 37. Drake's not even that great this year. Ooh. Lost to Iowa State by 31, which is not great. Uh, they lost to Northern Illinois. That's a bad team by 11. Uh, lost to Illinois State by by 10. But you're going down the line. Uh, Chicago State has not lost many games by 20-plus points. They've lost a couple, not as many as you'd like. And I think that Grand Canyon's going to win. They could easily win by 30. We end up going elsewhere. 
don't hate a first half play there if you want to take a, a first half minus 13 14 whatever that ends up being um i don't i don't hate you for that um the, i'll tell you that grand canyon that last performance against san francisco where they put up just 49 points they ended up winning the game but in in covering but you know san francisco obviously a very good team as well but uh don't hate it it's for me it would be it would be grand canyon pa- or pass or grand canyon first half preferably on that one uh, what else yeah, 0% there? chance of going to make an argument for Chicago State plus the points. Uh, J.C. Stone just said, I spent the actual time at the uh, Caesars Sportsbook back in the 80s. Horse racing section was actually bigger than the sportsbook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if there's an old school sportsbook, I've been there in Vegas. Uh, the, the new stuff, I haven't I haven't been to Vegas in, in a few years, so some of the new ones I haven't been to. But I loved Caesars. I loved the hard rock. I loved the vibe at the hard rock. Um, it wasn't as big or as fancy as some of the other sports books, but it was a, it was a very it was a very cool very cool vibe. I thought Circa was nice. Uh, I haven't been to Circa yet, but I haven't I haven't been to uh, the downtown stuff. Um, but Circa I've, I've heard I thought good was things. interesting because the indoors, of course, you have some seats available. You can reserve seats. We end up getting regular seats, but that a bunch of TVs, casual sports book stuff. It was fun, and then you go outside for the actual pool yeah. watching the tiers uh, and stuff. Which, don't get me wrong, was very cool. You know, you can chill out, you know, get a tan while you're watching, pay for some overpriced drinks and food. But it was tough for me to fully enjoy it as a gambler because you're not going to bring your laptop and do research while you're by the pool. So if you're trying to look for second-half plays or keep tabs on injury news and everything like that, it's almost impossible Yeah, with the... EDM music in the background and with the alcohol past whatever, do your research before you go. That's my that's my tip for you if you're going to circus one. Okay, very good. That's that's good looking out. Uh, somebody asked about Arizona State tonight against Wisconsin. Arizona State missing their top two running backs. That's a huge factor for me, Scott. You? Uh, I like Wisconsin because a I said going into the bowl season I was going to back the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I just think the Big Ten's a good conference as a whole. And they're consistent. You know what you're going to get. You know that if there's one conference I've hated the entire season, it's the Pac-12. Pac-12. And that's not, that's not even to mention the opt-outs. But I'm just looking at the situation that Wisconsin should dominate up front. We know that the ground game with Allen is really, really good. Mertz isn't a great quarterback. I'm aware of that. But Daniels isn't a great thrower either. If Arizona State's using the third-string running back and they cannot throw the ball, or they cannot run the ball, I mean – Daniels will throw at least two or three interceptions. You got to think his defense is that good. I see a lot of issues for Arizona State up front. Yeah, this Arizona State team relied so much on their running attack. Daniels thrown ten touchdown passes this year and nine picks, so uh, they're definitely they're definitely going to get after him. I I just think I'm a big fan of looking into seeing which game has the potential to turn a team one dimensional, and then fading that team that is going to be a one dimensional team. And I think that's the situation you've got at Arizona State. Or you've got a quarterback that's not used to being, you know, the man. Going to have to put it on his shoulders or his arm, and for that reason, and Wisconsin, you know, they're going to they're going to struggle to run the football. They're another team that, that's that's going to uh, have to run the football to be successful. Uh, I just at the end of the day, even though this Arizona State de- rush defense is very good, I think the rush defense of Wisconsin is better, and I like the matchup without the top two running backs for the uh, Sun Devils better. Just saying, show me show me an offensive line in the Pac-12 that comes even near. Wisconsin's offensive line you can't so I do think that even though Arizona State's numbers against the run were good I do question the level of competition in terms of offensive line talent because Wisconsin 
whether you like the team or not, they easily have a top five offensive line in all of college football. Very good. Uh, Elliot says he brought his friend brought his friend there with his, through his uh, A-team teaser. Tells me to follow it. I ignored the thought, and he came up $1,200 off a $60 bet. Yeah, that's about the way that works. But had you backed it, you both would have lost. That's like my... You, you got to take one for the team. My first time at a high life, Ronton, Scott. I, I walked in. I had no idea what I was doing. I bet a, a four, five, six parlay. It hit for like $700. I don't think I ever know. This I, is the easiest sport of all time. How have I not have I not been doing this my whole life? And yeah, you think you know how that ends up, as I probably didn't have much success after that. Daryl Turner looking at for an underdog parlay, Scott. UC Davis, uh Weber State, uh St. Joe's, La Tech, Utah Valley, Utah Wizards. Utah Wizards. It's a lot of teams. Okay, okay. Um you want to unpack any of those in particular? I already mentioned Utah Valley. I think they're live. I think that they are arguably the better team here. And at home, they've been really good. So I like Utah Valley there. Abilene's numbers, I do think, are too inflated by the non-D1 competition. Um, looking to see who UC Davis. Who's UC Davis playing? I can't find him on my grid. Uh, let me pull that up. I don't remember. I don't remember running across that one. Uh, football? No, that's uh, it's definitely not football. And they're out of the playoffs. And they're a good football team, but they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they they had a game that got canceled. Oh, so okay. They don't play today. There you go. That's why I can't. That's why I can't find them. Uh, La Tech. Mm-hmm. La Tech. Oh, La- I wanted to like La Tech so much this year. Going up against Marshall. It's a team that can score. I like a uh, La Tech's been disappointing to me. They're not quite dead to you, but they're disappointed to you. You're not, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm also confused. How the, How's that an underdog parlay if Louisiana Tech's favored by six? A good point. Hey, uh, Louisiana but, Tech coming off a big win over Crowley's Ridge, buddy. Huge. <laughs> the margin, not the actual quality of victory. 43-point win over Crowley's Ridge. Good God. Where do they find these schools? I'm guessing up on the ridge. Um, Marshall team has been awful lately, though, man. They can't, they can't score. Uh, you know, yeah. I got to root for Lofton. I got to root for Big Boy Lofton. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's slimmed down a little bit. Slimmed down. The just damn, a, that's why they've been losing. I it's La Tech or pass there for me. Uh, who else are we looking at? The Wizards tonight. The Wizards. I see Elliot asking about a three teamer: uh, the Nets, the Hurricanes, and Wisconsin. We talked about Wisconsin before, yep. so I like them to win. Yep. The Hurricanes, they're against Montreal. I don't think I have to say anything more than that. Carolina's a good team. Montreal's not. And Brooklyn, I like them tonight. I'm looking at a spot against the Sixers where the Sixers ended up winning a game. Congratulations. You beat the COVID-riddled Raptors. Didn't cover, by the way. But you're facing off a Nets against a Nets team that has fared well against you this season. Harden is healthy. He looks really good. Uh, he had 39-15 the last game. And Durant's back. So you have your big two back. Kyrie is practicing, but of course they cannot play. He cannot play because it's in New York with the COVID rules. But you have Durant back in the lineup, and Harden has looked like his old self recently. I don't like this Philly team. They're not very good. Very good. Uh, David Duke Jr., worst name for any basketball player ever? Uh, no. I'm sure I've heard worse ones. Do you know who David Duke is? 
Not really. Okay, well, that, that explains why you don't think it's the worst name ever. Trust me, it's the worst name ever. Look look it up when you get a chance. It's not somebody you want to be associated okay. with. Keep that in mind. Okay, good. Um, does Wisconsin, uh, so, does, so does Wisconsin care tonight? Wisconsin cares. Yeah, that's to you, buddy. I think they do. I think they do because of the fact that you go through the normal situation for Wisconsin, which is usually a heartbreaking loss in conference play and you don't win the conference title. That's usually what happens every single year. And yet, you look at the actual recent results for Wisconsin in bowl games, they've done really well under Paul Christ. They've had a lot of disappointing losses, and they've responded quite well to them. Yep. So I actually like Wisconsin to come out with a purpose here. They're really not a program that takes bowl games for granted. And you can tell by the amount of opt-outs or the lack thereof. The fact that really nobody opted out, because Wisconsin does have some talent that could go to the next level. I do think that the fact that nobody opted out is a testament to the fact Wisconsin is actually happy to be there. I agree. Magellan Sports says second to Benny Bin Laden. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Hitler. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait a second, David. Is that, like, that's the Ku Klux Klan guy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's who David okay. Duke is. Elliot says, I've heard a lot of sharps and cappers against whiskey today. I don't know why. I don't. My, my mind was not going to the clan when you brought up David Duke Jr. That's Maybe fair. it was the junior part, but I realized where you were going with that. Okay. okay, so David Duke Jr., the place for the Nets. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen him. Is he white or black? He's black. He, oh, that's a, oh my God, that's awful. His parents did that to him on purpose. Oh, my God. that's. I want to talk about that. No, I think the only reason why I know David Duke is because of that um, movie which was about the, was the black guy that infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, uh, the Black Lee movie that Bla won something. Black Klansman? I forgot what the name was. I think it was Black Klansman. Yeah, Black Klansman. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I, you... I just remember that David Duke was casted as uh, Eric Foreman from that 70s show. Yeah. I'm like, that's a pretty interesting cast. I thought you meant uh, Trading Places. It was the Dukes. It was the, the Dukes. Dukes. It was the Dukes. <laughs> Um, I don't yeah. know why Sharps are on Wisconsin or on Arizona State. I don't see anything to like about that without without. Are the, they? The line's game. gone up to seven. Uh, well, that's what Elliot was if saying. If Sharps are on it, I don't know why the line would have jumped another point and a half. You watch? Do you watch any other? You watch other people talk about games, Scott? Before you handicap? Do you get? Other, Not really. I don't know. No, I, I'll read. Occasion, occasionally, I'll pull up an article. Yeah. If I just need a little bit of injury or opt out information. Yep. Just to give me a quick refresher. But no, I trust my own handicap. Yep, that's I, I'm the same way. Um, I'm I don't at the, at the at the end of the day I don't have anybody that I trust more than me. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, um, uh, Roland says uh, Tennessee fourteen produced seven in the first quarter. Yep, that's a uh, good news for uh, over for me. Good news for my premium players. Good news for the over players. That's a uh, that's going to be exactly like what you always thought. <laughs> Roll call was a hoot. No kidding. Uh, David, the Italian says my normal bet is 11 to 33%. Really? God bless you. Uh, Ryan Page, Badgers, ba Badgers, Nets, Moneyline Parlay. It's, it's, it's the Scott Reichel Parlay right there, his two favorite teams. So, I mean, do you dislike either no, play? Because no. based on how Philly's played lately with Durant back in the lineup, the Nets look good. Agreed. Uh, you like Pittsburgh against Michigan State. We disagreed on that one. Yeah. Truth did... is, if you're going to pass on a bowl game today, that would be the one that I would pass on because of all the opt-outs from both sides. It's really a question of who's going to either, A, not look lost, and B, who's going to want it more. 
I went Michigan State because at least they have Naylor playing and at least they have their starting quarterback. Yep. But if Pitt wins, would I be shocked? No. I just said going into bowl season, I'm back in the Big Ten. Very good. Uh, Nathan Cerna says uh, he trusts his own handicapping with a little help from Chris King. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can't go wrong there. All right, buddy, let's do it. Let's uh, let's get to it. We've had we've had some fun today, man. I like I like I like doing the live show because we can talk to people. So, uh, why don't a lot of these online books have odds on college football solo team totals? So annoying. Agreed. Fucking agreed. Put the numbers up there. You guys got you guys got loss mitigation departments. Put the numbers up there. Come on, for God's sakes. Okay. Yep. And Elliot, we'll close it up with Vancouver's a dog tonight in NHL. Hottest team in the NHL. You talk about new coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, I think that's a solid play right there. All right, my friend. Well, let's do it. Let's uh, let's get to it. It is time once again to keep see if we can get our little mini streak uh, continuing here, Scott. It is uh, time once again for you and I to put our heads together as we have done before the show and come up with our very best play. Put on your straw hats. Climb on your John Deere. Get ready to check out that new farmland because, guys, it is once again time to bet the farm. All right, sir. Um, Scott, remind us uh, again, how did we do yesterday? We had LeBron getting a bunch of rebounds, and he had a bunch of rebounds. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! That's my favorite part. That was good timing. That was good timing. I don't care what you say. Okay, all right. Uh, Tonight, we do have one cooked up, and we like this one. Quite a bit, Scott. It's going to be the Oakland Grizzlies minus 11 over Bob Morris. Um, Grizzlies, well, sir, they are playing just their second home game of the season. I know that is hard to believe, but they have played everything on a neutral court or on the road, with the exception of Toledo. And uh, they were two-point favorites to beat Toledo by 21. So hopefully they can keep that magic going as far as the home team goes. Uh, Robert Morris, 2-6 and six against the number on the road, and they have failed to cover eight of their last nine overall. Not in good form at all. Grizzlies, very good defense, allowing uh, opponents to shoot just 42.1% from the field and 28.2% from downtown. Hard to figure out where the points are going to come by. Come for for Robert Morris. And last but not least, if you like you some Ken Palm, Oakland ranks 132nd in offic- uh, offensive efficiency. And Robert Morris likes two ranks 247. That is a disparity that we are going to take advantage of, and that is going to be our bet the farm play. The Oakland Grizzlies minus the 11 over Robert Morris. We're going to try to run our streak to four in a row, Scotty. So let's see if we can do it. And that is going to do it for our bet the farm play. We are going to do a show tomorrow. We're going to be uh, talking about, of course, all the Friday games and uh, entertaining questions on any of the bowl games on Saturday. Of course, you and I will be doing our Saturday Bowl videos here in just a few minutes. So if you guys are bored, if you really don't want to work here this afternoon, the day before New Year's Eve, I don't blame you. Check out our live bowl videos as we put those up for all the Saturday games. But for now... What do we got? We got five of them? We got five of them, buddy. And then after that, we just got the national championship game and K-State over LSU. So we'll be talking about that. Looking forward to it. But that's going to do it for the show today. You guys, as always, we appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you participating. Love talking to our people. Very good time. Um, You guys have a great day. Good luck on all of your plays as the day goes on. 
hopefully for me and my players and my players, we can get Tennessee to uh, just run it up here and take care of business. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.